Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. But when we strengthen this, the church, the pastors, when we support them, they will be able to, to support more people because this has a ripple effect. Actually, you're not just doing uh, pastors, uh, their wives or their spouses, but it's going to trickle down to their congregation. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. Boy, do we have a story for you, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> that is right. It's a story that takes us to the other side of the world. It really does. And it's been pretty amazing um, how God connects the dots to meet the needs. Right. Um, and we have, honestly, we've seen this in other areas of our life. I, I was going to say, I'm always amazed at when he connects the dots, but I'm always also surprised, like wowed by mm-hmm. him when he does that. Right. And yet why? Because I we know. have seen it over <laughs> and over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but we don't, you know, you just don't see it in such a big way very often. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is that this summer, uh, Mark and I are going to be ministering to marriages in Uganda. Yeah. And um, I think we can easily say this was not on our radar screen. <laughs> yeah. This was not what we thought we would be doing with our, our summer. It was nowhere on our calendar. It was nowhere in our discussions. And then God showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so very true. And so... Anyway, we want to share uh, just what God's doing. Uh, We want to um, also give opportunity to um, the two gentlemen that we're working with to bring us to Uganda. We're going to, uh, you're going to have an opportunity to hear from them uh, because they um, really have a vision and a passion for this. Mm Um, uh, they've been praying for it for quite some time. And, um, so this will be a, a little bit of a different kind of an episode. You get to hear from us. Uh, you get to hear from pastor Zachariah and you get to hear from our friend Daniel. Right. So, uh, this all started, uh, in, let me think February of 2022. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So um, in general, Mark and I, uh, we usually drive my mother down to Florida to her condo in uh, Fort Walton Beach area. She likes to spend January, February down there. Mm -hmm. She and dad used to do that, but dad passed away um, in 2019 and it kind of became our job to get her down there, help her with some of the maintenance on her condo. And then um, usually we come back home, she stays down and then I fly down at the end of February and I drive her back. Right. So that's the usual way that we do it. And uh, this was exactly what was happening. It was the end of February, 2022. Uh, I had flown down and mom and I were driving back to Indianapolis where mom lives. And then eventually I would make it back over to Illinois where Mark and I live. And so uh, mom and I uh, got in the car and we were uh, driving north. Now mom likes to drive uh, straight through. She's not one to want to stop halfway through. She just likes to drive straight through. Now, she may change her mind someday, but that is what she prefers. And it's about a 14-hour drive. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we were driving, and I got uh, a message from my son-in-law, Matt. So, it's our daughter, Anne's husband. And he said, hey, you're driving home from Florida today. Uh, Would you stop in Montgomery, Alabama? There is a coffee shop there. The name of the coffee shop is Union Prevail. And I'm pretty sure that was it, mm-hmm. if I uh, remember right. And he said, um, I love their, this certain kind of coffee. And I'll never forget the name of it. It was called Farmer's Daughter Coffee. <laughs> kind of random, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I, I still remember the name of it. So he was like, it's not very far up the interstate. You know, we kind of discovered it on our trips down to Florida to the condo. I'd sure love to have some. So I said something to mom and she said, sure, let's just stop and get that for Matt. Hmm. So we get to, um, we exit at the exit and uh, get to where we the, the coffee shop is. And it is uh, in a kind of a downtown Montgomery, Alabama area. And it's just street parking. Okay. So this is, um, you know, not what I was anticipating. I'm thinking I'm going to pull into a parking lot, but it's just street parking. Well, there's no street parking. So I have to go about, I don't know, three blocks, two mm-hmm. blocks away. And so I said to mom, you know, my mom is 84. And I said to her, um, you know, mom, I'll just run down to the coffee shop and I will actually, um, just grab the coffee and get back in the car. And she said, no, no, we've been driving for a while. I just want to get out and I want to, I want to stretch my legs. I'll walk with you. I said, okay, sounds good. So she and I start working our way down the sidewalk and, um, I look down and her shoe is untied and I'm like, Oh mom, your shoe's untied. We need to, we need to get that tied. Uh, I don't need you to be face planted on the, <laughs> on the uh, sidewalk here in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, so we kind of looked around and there was this bench um, and uh, it, you know, that was uh, on the sidewalk. And I said, here, mom, once you come over here, now there was a gentleman sitting on the bench. And so uh, mom uh, sat down and uh, as she did, she asked the gentleman, do you mind if I share your seat here so that I could tie my shoe? And he said, no, no, that's fine. And so she tied her shoe and, and uh, as we were getting up ready to continue walking, uh, he said, are you guys from Montgomery? 
And we said, no, 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 we're, we're not actually. Um, uh, I said, mom is from uh, Indianapolis and I'm from Illinois, from normal Illinois. And he um, said, oh, okay, well, what you doing here in Montgomery? And mm-hmm. I said, well, we're actually looking for the Union Prevail coffee shop. And so I, um, I said, we're, you know, trying to figure out where it is. And, and he said, um, oh, well, it's just a little further down the sidewalk here. Um, and he said, you know what? I, I'm going there. Um, I will just walk you down there. And so, um, I was like, okay, friendly guy. And so I said, well, are you from Montgomery, Alabama? And he said, no, I'm from Uganda. And I said, oh, well, what you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and so he began to tell us that um, he lived in the United States, but he traveled back to Uganda quite often uh, because he uh, ran a ministry to special needs children. Um, but he also networked with a lot of pastors and he had a, a heart uh, for equipping pastors as well, and then working with churches to also meet the needs of special needs children. And so mom and I are like, wow, well, tell us more about that. And by this time, we've gotten to the coffee shop and we've stepped inside. And so he pulls out his phone and he shows us that they've been donated land to build uh, like a, a home for special needs children, because in Uganda, special needs children are discarded. Right. Yeah, they're outcasts. Yeah, and so he is so excited because they have this land and it's right on the Nile River and he's showing us pictures and just talking about all that they are doing in uh, ministry. And so my mom, you know, as mothers do, says, (laughs) well, my daughter is in ministry as well. And he says, oh, you are? Well, what kind of ministry do you do? And I said, well, my husband and I primarily do marriage ministry. And he just kind of stopped. And he said, well, what do you mean? Do you do marriage ministry to pastors? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we do marriage ministry for pastors, but we do marriage ministry for anyone. But we do work with a lot of pastors because my husband was formerly a pastor. And so, um, we're, you know, often helping pastors out. And he said, we have been praying for someone to minister to our pastors on their marriage. We've been praying specifically because their marriages are in trouble. And I said, well, goodness, I said, we um, would be happy to share with you any of our resources. So Mark and I have a principle that we operate by, and that's any missionary who's in the field um, that uh, we provide our resources to at no charge. Um, So our courses, um, any of our printed resources, we provide them for no charge. So in my mind, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I said to him, well, you know, we have courses, we have online courses, they could be translated. And I'd be happy to provide you any of those that would help any of your pastors um, in their marriages. And he said, okay, okay, well, that's good. And he said, but would you come? <laughs> and I <laughs> I, 
I remember standing there and I said, well, considering that I just met you on a park bench out on the (laughs) sidewalk, I don't think I could answer that question. And also considering the fact that my husband is not here, I said, but goodness, I mean, we can certainly pray and we can keep talking and we can stay in touch. And I don't know what the Lord's doing. And so... Anyway, I said, you know what? We by this time we'd been standing there probably close to 30 minutes. And, you know, mom and I still had another 12 hours on the road or so, maybe uh 11 hours on the road. And so I I said, you know, I need to get the coffee and we really need to get back on the road. And so um he walked up with me to get the coffee. And uh and when I asked for it, the 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 guy behind the counter said, Oh, yeah, we don't have any farmer's daughter right now. Uh, we won't have that till Saturday. This was mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I was like, oh, well, what a bummer. And I looked over and Daniel had the biggest smile on his face. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm sorry, but you're not here for coffee. You are here because we have been praying for someone to minister to our marriages. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm still thinking, I don't even know what to think of all of this. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so uh, mom and I got ourselves a drink for the road and um, we kind of uh, uh, stepped aside there uh, in the in the coffee shop. And and I don't remember which one of us said, well, let's let's just pray right now. And so Daniel and mom and I uh, prayed about what mm-hmm. the Lord was doing. And I was just standing back going, Lord, I don't even know what you have just done here, but you have connected the dots for some reason. So we're getting ready to leave. And uh, Daniel uh, says, I will uh, walk you uh, out the door and we're getting ready to walk out the door. And, and so we, we um, head out the door. And as we get there, Daniel says, let me tell you the rest of the story. And I said, what do you mean the rest of the story? And he said, I came to the coffee shop before I met you. And he said, I was just at the having my hand on the handle of the door when I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to go sit on that bench. And he said, you know, I've just, I've learned to just, I don't understand how God works, but it was clear I needed to go sit on the bench. So I was like, okay, I don't get it, but I'm going to go sit on the bench. And so he did, hmm. he went over and he sat on the bench and then we came along. And so then my mom said, well, let me tell you the rest of my story. <laughs> I said, what mom, what are you talking about? And she said, I never wear my tie shoes when I travel. She said, I always wear my slip-ons because I can slip them on if we get out of the car and then I can slip them off in the car. And I always wear my slip-ons. But today when I was getting dressed and we were getting ready to leave, I just was, I just had a sense that I needed to wear my tie shoes. I, I just was prompted to put them on without honestly even thinking. And So had I not wear my tie shoes, I wouldn't have needed to sit on the bench. 
And then Daniel was like, and if I hadn't stopped at the door and listened to the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have been sitting on the bench. And so all of this, my brain was like exploding, like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? What's happening here? So mom and I talk about it off and on during the rest of our time home. I call Mark and I tell him we've got a heck of a story. I kind of tell him some of it, but it's just, you know, until we can get in the same place and and um and you know but we're both like what is god doing so mm-hmm. we got home and i had exchanged um i had exchanged phone numbers with uh daniel and we continued to talk and uh we met on zoom mm-hmm. uh with him and he said i really want to introduce you to pastor zachariah because pastor zachariah is pastor he is the pastor that told me our marriages are in trouble we need help and we need to start praying for help for our marriages we need to start praying for training for our marriages and so he said i really want to connect you to pastor zachariah so we did um initially we did a whatsapp call whatsapp is an app that uh is an international communication app um we tried zoom it didn't work so well so we ended up with a whatsapp call with pastor zachariah and daniel Mm -hmm. and mark and i yeah to learn more we yes and it was during that call that i remember i said to him as you know he's sharing his heart and this is what we need and um he pulls together pastors every well, I think twice a year, he pulls them together for training. Mm-hmm. This is really important to him. This year, he wants to focus on marriage mm-hmm. in that training. And that's why they have asked us to come. But I said to him, okay, so let me understand something. You are wanting us to come, that you pull together 200 pastors And this year you want to include their wives, 200 pastors and their wives to teach on marriage and for them to learn about marriage. Is that correct? And I'll never forget. Right. What do you say? He He said, said, no, not 200, 2000. (laughs) And Jill and I looked at each other and was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we were just like, whoa. We had no idea that we were talking about that size of a group and that he pulls together those pastors on a regular basis. uh, He talked to us on that call about uh, that pastor and their wives will sometimes walk for days Mm -hmm. uh, to come to those training events. Uh, And the wives aren't always included, I don't think, but this year... They are wanting to the the wives to be included. Yeah. So, um, wow. So, the more we have talked with them, the more we have prayed with them, um, the more we're realizing that the Lord connected the dots, mm-hmm. and it sure wasn't on our radar screen, but He's made it evident right. that we are to go. So, um, Pastor Zachariah was recently in the United States, and um, he comes to the States on occasion uh, to do some fundraising for his church, and um, because we also learned that they do not have, things don't work in Uganda like they work in the U.S. Right. Their churches do not always have a lot of finances, and banks do not um they don't loan to churches right 
and his church has needing uh, a building project done. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment, but they're needing this building project done. And so he was in the United States to actually talk and speak at different churches um, in hopes of raising enough money for the building project that they need to do. So anyway, he was traveling through uh, Illinois Mm -hmm. and actually uh, was able to come to our home and have lunch with us. And so uh, when we had lunch with him, we sat down and asked him a few questions that we wanted to be able to share with you as well. So um, I, we weren't able to, we didn't have enough microphones for three of us. So I sat down and talked with him really briefly uh, about a few things. And we want you to listen in to that conversation. Well, Pastor Zechariah, it's so good to have you here. And um, what a treat that you were in the United States. (laughs) and that you were um, able to actually, you were driving um, and able to come to our home for lunch. And so we look forward to, um, you know, we were looking forward to our conversation today, but we look forward to being in your neck of the woods uh, this summer. (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds great. So, um, so first, uh, will you share just a little bit about yourself personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been married? How many kids do you have? Grandkids? All of the that good stuff. Yeah, I'm I've been married for the last forty seven years, mm-hmm. and I've been the ministry for forty eight years. I have ten biological children. Ten biological and, children. Uh, five boys and five girls. <laughs> and I have thirty three. Grandchildren, thirty-three grandchildren, thirty-three grandchildren. <laughs> so, yeah, that that will keep you busy. It's a bunch of them. Yes, it yeah. is a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, uh, they they are staying out by themselves. Mm-hmm. They will come once in a while to meet Jaja. Jaja means grandpa, grandma. Ah, they come and see me. So, it's, uh. it's, a, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, we love it. We mm-hmm. we think that this season of life right. is just a precious season of yeah. life. Yeah, so I'm overseeing also 800 churches. 800 churches. Yeah, <laughs> in Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania. In Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania. Yes. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. 800 churches. Yeah. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So that's part of the reason that you bring together pastors yes. and train them. Exactly, because in Africa, we don't have so many Bible colleges. Yes. Uh, people in Africa, they feel that calling, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to use the calling. Like it happened in the Bible with Apollos. Mm-hmm. Apollos was so fervent to deliver the word of God, but not in a proper way. Mm. until he was put right by people who were in the ministry already, who had the experience with God in regard to the ministry. That is Priscilla and her husband. Yes. So he had to. they had to tell him what to do. So that's what I'm doing. I've yes. been in the ministry for 48, 48 years. I've been a pastor for 40 years. So now, I know I've been in the ministry for that time. So I just want to help them because of what is happening in the world now. The 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 the, the world is so twisted so much. Yes, the gospel has been totally uh, manipulated. Mm-hmm. 
And by doing so, people have been manipulated. So at my age, I work so hard to see that we are leaving a good generation after the Pasha mm-hmm. that could carry out the yeah, so you like, like, uh, like, like, uh, Paul told Timothy in chapter two that, uh, be faithful to the words that I, 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 I give unto you. Also, you commit them to other people that will pass over to others. Yes. Yes. So that, that's what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. So we, I bring pastors together mm-hmm. and I share with them. I try to, uh, impact. Yes. Them with the word of God. Yes. Yes. And so when we first met Daniel, uh, one of the things that Daniel said is that you had been praying for someone to minister to the marriages of these pastors. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, what are some of the things that you see that marriages are struggling with in Uganda? Yeah, marriage is struggling in Uganda because there's a lot, it is too, it's too, it's terrible because uh actually divorce in africa was like a curse okay divorce is like a curse yeah in africa so but now it is no longer there so people just leave their wives after some time you just divorce them Mm. wives run away from their husbands so it's a big issue that today uh that is even causing a big problem the church that you know, the pastor get, gets married, then later he divorces the wife, and then after divorcing the wife, then the church also gets a problem because some people don't want to be led by a pastor who has, been, who has divorced his wife. So it's a big problem now that we have in Uganda. So relationships. Even worldwide. So mm-hmm. this has been happening, and our cry was, how can we really counteract this problem? Yes, yes, yeah. So that is a big issue now. Yeah. And it's a big need mm-hmm. to put these pastors who are still with their wives together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and trying to show them the way how can they how they can live with their wives and their wives how to live how they can live with their with their with their husbands. Yes. Yes. And the Bible says marriage is honorable. Right. That's what the Bible says. Now when you destroy of your marriage. You are losing your dignity. Mm. You are losing your honor, of which people don't understand. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are so much grateful that you guys, you, you are willing to come to Uganda and help out with this problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we are excited as well. And and uh, you've been filling us in on some cultural things, like people don't, you don't kiss in public. Yeah. So we can't ask them to do a one-minute kiss. Like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because we are, we, are a bit, we are a bit, I think, reserved with, yes. with our affections. Yes. So reserved we do, that, we do that when we are in our homes, when we are in our bedrooms, that's when we enjoy yeah. ourselves. So that's how we have grown up. Yeah, and uh, once we we show our affections, then we think we are transferring the private life to our young children. Sure, right, <laughs> right. So that that's the concept. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we've been we've been he's been preparing us for what is to come and things that we need to understand. I need to I need to get a, a, a some a, add some dresses to my wardrobe because the women wear dresses. So uh I yes. and I don't wear dresses very often, but I will when I am in Uganda. <laughs> Uganda. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for adjusting to our culture. <laughs>
Yeah. Absolutely. Well, mm. thank you so much for taking the time to just share your heart with thank us. Thank you for planning to come to Africa. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord use you greatly. May, may the Lord prepare you. May the Lord need, meet all the needs that you have to accomplish this because mm -hmm. it's a big task. Yes, it is. And we big can't task. wait to see you guys come to Uganda. Yeah. Well, we are excited as well. Mm, thank you. So being with Pastor Zachariah was so valuable because right. we learned so much about their culture mm -hmm. and um, we learned that the reason that their church is having to do a building project is that their church is actually an open air church. It's just like stilts and a roof, uh, roof over yep, the top. No walls, wide open. Right. And... uh it's a church of 4,500 people. Okay. So large. Yeah. And um, it's becoming a problem because of noise. Yeah. Because of noise, what they're calling noise pollution. The church is causing noise pollution. Yes. And all that praise in Jesus is getting everybody worked up. <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, so the local government has said you have to close in your church walls. Mm -hmm. And you also have to have a parking lot for your church. Yeah. Like if you have a closed in building, it has to have a parking lot. So they actually, so why, why he came to the U.S. was to uh, leverage his connections here. And um, and be able to um, fund right. that project, which we were amazed, blown away that the cost for them to enclose. And here's what they're going to do: they're going to put the parking under the building, right? And then they're going to put a slab of concrete, and then the worship area will be on top of that slab of concrete, right? Right. right. And so, in closing the walls, the slab of concrete is $30,000. Yeah, it's a $30,000 project. Like, I had to ask him twice. So, that's $30,000 for all of that? And I mean, in the U.S.? It'd be, it'd be millions. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, though, um, that's why he was in the U.S. was uh, to mm -hmm. uh, raise... Uh, funds uh, to finish that off yeah. and i don't think that he made he got all of the funds that he needed but he did get at least a large majority mm -hmm. of those funds and so um that was um it was it was you know i think a trip that was well worth his time um and we're so glad that we were able to connect with him right because it's one thing to connect using technology it's another right. thing to actually be able to connect in person yeah and so if you um check out the show notes we'll make sure that we include a picture in the show notes um that we snapped uh, with Pastor Zachariah when he was here. And then um, I also have a picture of my mother and I of um, that we snapped the day that we met Daniel. Mm -hmm. So I'll include that in the show notes as well. So that takes us to um, a recent conversation we had with Daniel. Yeah. Uh, where we heard a little bit more of his story and um, and he really talked about uh, the needs, uh, why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And so we'll let you listen in to our conversation with Daniel. All right, Daniel, it has been so fun to get to know you. Mm -hmm. 
And I can only imagine what it's going to be like to travel with you and be able to be in Uganda with you. But tell people um, that are listening just a little bit about yourself. What what do you do? Uh, what about what uh, do you do ministry wise? What makes your heart beat? What are you passionate about? Thank you, Jay and Mark. Uh, my name is Daniel Toribageni. Uh, my name, uh, my surname actually means we are pilgrims in this world. So Ooh. my name really preaches to me every single day. I know the world is not my home. Mm -hmm. I'm on the way to heaven. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, we have been, we have met like, it's coming how many months now ever since we got to know each other? It's been exactly a year. A year today. Wow. Wild? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, um, when I, um, I'm, uh, I'm from Uganda, I was born and raised in, um, in Uganda. I moved to the United States. That was, uh, um, um, December 21st, 2015. It is seven years since I moved to America. So okay. I came here to join um, my family, but one year later, everything crumbled. My my family, um, my family, my marriage, um, things happened, and yeah, I was left wondering why God brought me here. And through prayer and fasting, God told me I brought you here in America to prepare you. I didn't know what that means. Um, for me, it meant to prepare me to do what? You know, uh, so I brought you here to prepare you to serve me. I thought maybe I would be in America and do all these things. But yeah, along the way, God took me to Minnesota School, Highlands College. I graduated after two years in 2019. But prior to that, uh, my prior to my graduation was supposed to go on a mission trip before you graduate, and a student before you graduate. So in 2018, before my graduation, I head to Uganda to work with uh, special needs children. But there is a long story about that. Uh, it was not my intention to work with special needs. I was looking for opportunities to go and serve and complete my studies. It work with the special needs to go on a refugee camp, wherever. But while I was going, God told me, Daniel, I, you'll know the place I'm calling you to. When you reach that place, I'm going to send a sign of rain. So I reached Chireka School of Special Needs. It's outside Kampala. And I saw the kids, the way they, these kids were being treated, it was horrible. Mm. and at that moment this the god told me daniel what do you see what do you see i'm like i'm seeing kids he said no you are seeing me but look the way i'm treated look the way i'm living mm. at that moment it started raining wow. i cried it broke my heart then he asked me the hospital told me will you take this with no idea i'm like i'm don't have a child with special needs i've never been no it was not even on my things i wanted to do right. i had my own dreams <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was pursuing 
Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, will you take it? And I said, okay, God. I didn't know where to start from. But along the way through prayer, I said, start from what you saw. Mm. I saw kids with no mattresses. I saw kids who needed medication. I saw kids who needed shoes and clothes. So when I came back to America, I saw the, the, um, the buildings that needed painting. So that's what I communicated to my friends back in America. And since then, since that time, God has made tremendous difference. Oh, through that in- involvement, I met pastors. Pastors told me, you know, we need some help. Our marriages are failing. And, you know, one of the leaders who shared with me, that is Pastor Zachariah, whom you have just met. He told me, I remember in his ro- living room, he said, Daniel, pastors are going through a lot. Mm-hmm. You find pastors struggling their marriages, others they have mistresses mm. you know they have uh, they, they don't support their wives you know they they come and preach so he said i this is another burden that w- i i have because mm. you could like talk to pastors who are going through marriage difficulty yes yes you know like it was like how you if you know someone who can help or like i'll i'll need to pray about that Definitely God, when you pray, and it's God is well, God is going to provide the yep. resource. Then mm-hmm. I, may, I meet you on Dexter Avenue in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> you uh, remember the, wait a minute, you remember the name of the street? I didn't know the name of the street. Of course, you live yes. there, right? Yes, I live in Montgomery, yes. So yes. I always go to this coffee shop called Prevent. Yeah, so I always go to this coffee shop. So... I reached there and the, uh, I was going inside. The whole spirit said, you first go and sit over there. It has never happened to me. And I obeyed. I'm like, well, let me just go and sit on the bench there. So there you came and your mom, to, she wanted to tie her shoelace. And yep. you're like, can, we, can I sit here? I'm like, sure, come on. See, let's see. <laughs> then one thing led to another, and I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Can you imagine? And you guys, you're looking for certain kind of coffee. Then when it was not there, I'm like, guys, you're looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that, Daniel. I remember <laughs> here we were standing, and I asked for the coffee, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have any of that right now. We won't have any for a few days. And you just got this big smile on your face. Like you have now. Right. And you were like, "Um, I'm sorry, but you're not here for coffee. You are here for me because I've been praying. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine that? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I share stories like that and people are like, are you you for real? They think (laughs) they're not real. They're like, I, I just manufactured these stories. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, I mean, it is, it's like, it's like, um, you know, I, I mean, one of the things we've learned is that God can connect the dots any way he wants to. Right. Exactly. He, he is not limited 
by any of the limitations that we think of in in our mind or in this world. He can do it any way he wants. And that's even sending us for coffee to a coffee shop that is not going to even have the coffee that we were going for. To connect yeah. the dots to you. So yeah. he can do that yeah. on Dexter Avenue in Montgomery, Alabama. I mean, I had, yeah, I have no reason to be there other than uh, my son-in-law had asked me to stop and pick up that coffee and he really likes it. So I was like, oh, I'll bless him. Sure. We'll stop on our trip and, and get that. <laughs> yeah. God yes. was just setting you up. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have I know. no idea. I yeah. know it. It's so, so true. So, you know, we're in the, I mean, we know that when we're going to be in Uganda, we're going to be doing an event for pastors and their wives. We know we're going to do that. We're looking at another event in Kampala, possibly for yes. even the mm. general public of, um, yeah there and um and then we've even talked about some ministry to moms and uh to um even your special needs community that you care so deeply about so Mm. um so daniel if somebody were thinking about partnering with us on this trip um becoming a financial partner that helps to make this ministry happen what would you tell them is uh would be the result of their partnership what difference will it make yeah as uh, as we have been talking and what what i shared with you i mean if we want to the gospel to reach to be a healthy gospel to reach people pastors the leaders they have to have strong families. Mm-hmm. There is no way the people will see a leader who's struggling in their marriage be able to entrust their life, their souls to a leader. And, you know, that for me, the people who are going to partner with us, they should know that, that this is very, very central. For us mm-hmm. to have strong, strong families, we need to have strong, we shall have strong churches. Mm-hmm. You know, if the leaders, the pastor's family is not strong, we shall have weak churches. Yes. You know, right. and the gospel will be paralyzed. Yeah. But when we strengthen this, the church, the pastors, you know, yes. Uh, when we support them, to uh, they will be able to to support more people because this has a ripple effect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you're not just doing uh, pastors uh, and their uh, their uh, their wives or their spouses, but it's going to trickle down to their congregation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and the first the first ripple is their own families, right? Exactly. And, and their exactly. own children. When they see a strong marriage, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then the next ripple is their church and uh they're the the people that they lead and then even after that is their communities that they're going back to yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. and we also need to make sure that these the, the pastors remain strong while serving because when you have a strong marriage it's easy to serve mm-hmm. but if 
the marriage is not strong, you can be paralyzed there and the enemy is mm -hmm. is coming after everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is a battle. This is a this is a battle for uh for the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. This is in the moment we do this, we are we are trying to say, okay, the gospel should go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we are doing, we are we are we are praying. We are not we are not only just praying, but also we are praying for the Holy Spirit. Even yes. people who are giving, maybe people who are going to partner with us through uh, giving money, prayer, and mm -hmm. all that. They should know that that this is this is for the kingdom of God. Right. Yes, you know it is. So it mm -hmm. is. Uh, well, yeah. and one of the things that you just said, I want to give a little bit of context for you because you said sometimes the pastors have girlfriends or mistresses but that uh as we've talked with you one of the things that we've come mm -hmm. to understand is that's kind of left over from uh a um environment uh where polygamy was yes uh mm -hmm. it, so culturally polygamy was yes. acceptable mm -hmm. and and also an environment of protection for women uh, they uh, when they have this man that it protects mm -hmm. her, but it it's like the culture's been gotten bigger than God's word. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I agree so, with you. Yeah. Mm. So the culture is bigger than the gospel, which honestly it, we struggle with that in the United States. Mm -hmm. That. Mm -hmm. Culture is so big, and, and it may not play out exactly the same way, right? The in, same way, yeah. But it's the it is the same principle, yeah. And mm. so that's one of the things that you're asking us to do is really to help them to have biblical marriages committed mm -hmm. to only their wife, right? Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. so, and obviously, our story really yeah. lends itself yeah, yeah. to Sorry, yeah. mm -hmm. address that, yeah. So yeah. yeah, God's prepared us. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, talk a little bit about what travel will be like for uh, pastors and their wives to come to an event. Like, do they hop on the train and uh, and come, or do they? How do they get there? So the pastors will either others will ride bicycles, others will use border borders like motorcycles, others will use uh matatu taxis, the public transport. Yeah, okay. but okay. a few a few will drive being able to drive, but uh, most pastors in Uganda they don't they don't own cars, so they they will use public transport to get there. You know, mm -hmm. there are those who will actually walk. I always tell people that, you know. The church in America is thriving, but the church in Uganda, like people, is thriving, like in terms of money resources. But we find the pastor in deep in the rural area is struggling with the marriage. Um, they are struggling with uh, congregation giving. Some of them will walk, you mm -hmm. know, right? Yeah. So yeah, so so yeah, so you will get different different mm -hmm. types of people coming so to the, the event. Yeah. Well, and they'll have to work hard to get there. Right. Is what you're saying. Really. Right. They'll have to, it's not quite as easy as it is to get to an event in no. the U S right. In the well, U S mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and for the pastors in the U S uh, many times the churches will pay for them to get to the event. They'll pay for their meals and, 
their stay, but in Uganda, that's not the case. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. That part of that's right. Part of what we are doing is not only going, but we have we need to provide food. Yeah. Uh, and expenses for the the pastors mm-hmm. for the pastors some of them they will need some transport refund mm-hmm. um because there are some churches in uganda cannot correct 50 dollars in the service mm-hmm. you know they cannot yeah. correct that so you can imagine you know right, right. they love to serve the god they want to attend the conference uh but they might not be able to get the money yeah right you know so yeah. all those are, are, are factored in you know mm-hmm. you have to feed them you know mm-hmm. you have we have to feed them you have we have to transport them if purely you are giving them they are coming you are delivering everything else mm-hmm. yes know? right so right mm-hmm. yeah so those mm-hmm. that that do partner with us, um, they're helping us to feed them. They're helping us to provide yes. everything that's needed for a successful uh, event. For successful, so yeah. the event like this, we love to put it on advertisement, like mm-hmm. so many, like on radio advertisement, people to hear it, mm-hmm. to have these advertisements running. You know, you I've talked to you, you cannot train a thousand pastors. Mm-hmm. But we can only do that uh, according to what God provides, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You see, so, so uh, yeah. So we pray, and pe- when people, uh, when God touches people to do this, to to partner with us in this, I think that would be incredible. Yeah. So yeah. those are the numbers we shall we'll be able to reach more people. If we get more, we shall be able to reach more people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So the amount mm-hmm. that we raise uh, determines the amount of people we're able to host. Mm-hmm. And exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are, um, you know, I think the thing that has struck me as we have talked with you and Pastor Zachariah and just come to better understand the environment in Uganda, the culture, the challenges, the poverty, all of that, um, you know, I think it has just ha- it's caused me to realize how much we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's what it's caused me to realize. I mean, we don't have enough to provide for this entire event, but we um, absolutely believe that God's people have enough mm-hmm. to be able to uh, come together and provide. And absolutely. So yeah. we know that that's exactly what mm-hmm. God's going to do. I'll tell you, Daniel is a delight. He is. His smile oh is. Oh, gosh, his smile is so big. It is. It's just, <laughs> and, and his excitement. Uh, and then this was so funny. He was so confident. Yeah, he did a great job as, you yeah. know, we were having our conversation. And, uh, but then uh, he, when, after we uh, stopped recording, he goes, that was my first ever podcast episode. <laughs> and we were like, what? I really thought he'd probably. Uh, yeah. He just hopped right in, and uh, his his excitement is so contagious. It is. So Daniel will be our host. Like right. he will fly with us over there. He will, and he usually takes a couple of mission trips a year. In fact, he just recently got back from one. He took um, ten people. Well, yeah. he said they had a total of eighteen people when they were there, but he had ten people. Some, and they were from four continents he said Mm -hmm. 
Um, but they went over and they worked with the special needs children and the special needs ministry. And so, um, uh, so Daniel makes these trips a couple times mm-hmm. a year. He is making all of the arrangements uh, for us. We feel like we'll be in very good hands right? Um, with him as really kind of leading the way. Once we're there, Pastor Zachariah uh, will be the host of the event that we will actually be speaking at. Um, and our trip is uh, June, mm-hmm. um, I believe our dates of the of the first event is 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, and then Daniel is currently working on the possibility of a second event that would actually be in the capital city of Kampala. So, right. we'll be doing the pastor's gathering in Jinja, J-I-N-J-A, um, and it'll be in, it won't be in the building that they're working no. on. It'll actually be out under a tent. Um, and that's where he hosts his pastor's mm-hmm. training gatherings. Um, and then um, uh, Daniel's working on a second one that would be uh, not just for ministry couples, but for any married couple right. in Kampala. Yeah. It possibly will be a, a little bit of a smaller event. Yeah. Um, and so we're in the process right now of uh, raising our support for this mission mm-hmm. trip because it is way bigger than what we can do. Right. And it's interesting because it's so different from the United States. Here in the United States, if a pastor and his wife go to a, a conference, the mm-hmm. church pays for everything. Mm-hmm. But in Uganda, they the pastors and their families are so poor that when they come to an event, it's customary to feed them and to provide for them. Right. And uh, that's part of the ticket, too, for us. Mm-hmm. And it's part of what we're trying to help raise. Yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, when we uh, crunch the numbers, uh, right now, what, what we're doing is we're saying at a bare minimum, we need 25,000 exact, the exact number is 25,040. <laughs> when we crunch numbers of all the things that are needed, $25,040. And that would actually allow us to host 500. Um, and that would be 250 pastors and their wives. Right. And then if we can raise more than that, then we can host more than that. Right. Our our heart is to host 2,000. It is. It's to be able to host the entire group that normally comes together. But this is double the amount of people that they normally have. And so, um, it really is... Um, I mean, it's, it's a big number. So, uh, as we raise our funds, it will determine how many can register to come and to be a part of this. Right. So, over that 25040 mm-hmm. for every $500. Above that. Above that. 14 to 20 more um, pastors and their wives are right. able to come. Right. And so we'll just keep, we'll just see what comes in, how the Lord provides. This is way bigger than us, but it is not way bigger than God. Absolutely. And, you know, I go back to when we were um, adopting our son. And I remember a dear friend of mine 
Um, I, I, when we found out how much the adoption was, it was a $34,000 adoption and we just didn't, I mean, Mark and I didn't have that kind of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were total at that point, Dave Ramsey flunkies. Like we didn't even have like, (laughs) if you know who Dave Ramsey is, he, you know, teaches you financial uh, wisdom and, you know, we didn't even have a a, an emergency fund or anything like right. that. And um, a dear friend of mine said to me, oh, Jill, she said, our our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He just needs to sell a few cows to make this happen. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, God did. Yeah. we That became our prayer. Lord, would you sell cows? And that's become our prayer gang. Yeah. Lord, would you sell cows? And I'll right. tell you, those, you know, when we saw it happen with our adoption, um, we received some adoption grants. Uh, we had people that shared financially with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we sold things. Right. We did all, we were creative. We had fundraisers and we're doing those kind of things again, you know, with this, we're um, uh, raising funds. We're trying to figure out how to cover our um, airfare. Mm hmm. Um, with points, because that's something I've kind of gotten into lately is something called travel hacking, which is where you don't pay for airfare, you pay for it in points. And so I've been working to see if we can't get our Uganda airfare in points. And if we can, um, then I'm, what's the beautiful mm-hmm. thing is that's going to immediately give us extra for, um, more people to come. Right. Because we won't have the cost of, of the right. airline tickets. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we were uh, raising for adoption, you know, there were $25 gifts that came in. There were $50, $100, And then in the end, we ended up with one. $15,000 check. Right. One what was so check. cool, Jill, is we didn't have to pay a single dime. Mm-hmm. God provided every single penny. Mm-hmm. It was almost, uh, it was just incredible how the Lord provided. And we've seen that uh, over and over again throughout our life. Mm-hmm. That he, that when he um, makes it evident that you're to take a big step yeah, in some way, when we follow that step, we trust that he will provide what is needed. And we yeah. certainly have seen that. So we'd love to invite you to um, be a part of it right? Uh, because we can't do this journey alone. So in our mind, we are assembling a team and it's a sending team. Um, and so we'll be the hands and the feet. Um, but uh, we uh, are looking for people to join our team. And so uh, you can uh, go to um, markandjill.org slash Uganda. And that'll actually take you to a uh, GoFundMe page. And if you don't care if your donation is tax deductible, you can just make it right on the GoFundMe page. It's just easy that way. Well, most of us mm-hmm. are familiar with GoFundMe. If you would like uh, to give and it to be tax deductible, then you can give through our ministry, um, the His Harvest Ministry, which is the tax deductible leg of our ministry. And uh, there on the GoFundMe page, there's a link over to that. So uh, just head to markandjill.org slash Uganda, and uh, you can read 
more about uh, our trip as well. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of our sending team, we sure would appreciate that. We need prayer partners. We need um, we need sending partners. Mm. And here's the beautiful, here's the beautiful, um, unique thing that is going to happen. We are going to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary while we're there. Yeah. How cool is that? And we're going to be doing the very thing that we love. Yeah. Working with people to grow their marriages. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing we haven't said is that the stress and strain on the pastors in Uganda is way beyond what we even understand here. And I tell you, here, the stress is huge. Mm-hmm. But then also the challenges of culture that are heavy over the pastor and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't think of a better way to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary, especially considering what God has done in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, as you uh, heard, um, I think it was Daniel that mentioned that some of the pastors, they, um, you know, it's hard for us to imagine uh, that some of the pastors are unfaithful in their marriages, but that's because of the culture, the culture of polygamy and uh, the mindset. And so it's like raising the truth above the culture is going to be an important part. But even with them, um, with there being some pastors that struggle with unfaithfulness, we are equipped for that. Right. How cool is that? I mean, talk yeah. about God taking our very broken story and then redeeming it. I mean, yeah. we get to do that every day here in the U.S. And we love the work that we do, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that we would be able and be suited to be able to minister and to speak yes. to that particular issue. Right. So we're super excited about it. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of our team. Um, definitely, please join us in praying for it as well. Mm-hmm. And as we finished up our conversation with Daniel, we asked if he would uh, pray and uh, pray for our trip, pray for you. Um, and so we'll close out with Daniel praying. Dear Lord, I want to, to thank you for who you are, you you a miracle worker, you amazing God. I want to thank you for Jill. I want to thank you for Mark, for time like this when the world is hurting in so many ways, when your church is hurting in so many ways, God, especially with uh, with marriages, God, that God would pray for healthy relationships, God. And Father Lord Jesus, we pray for everyone who's listening, uh, uh, who's listening to us right now. God, you know what, it, what they are going through. You know exactly what they need. You know exactly what the people of Uganda need, the pastors. But Father Lord Jesus, we pray that send provision send your protection around these pastors send uh, protection around their listeners god send protection around around jail and mark and myself and all the people who are going to work with in uganda god father lord jesus prepare the way 
as we want to venture out to go and serve you in boldness. Give us courage. Give us the faith to be able to reach your people. You know the people you are lining up to be part of this. Father, we pray that let, it, let them come quickly and let all the resources that we want to make this a success come. Father, we thank you. We believe gold and silver belong to you and we are willing to go. Father, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.